Yeah, that's the uh, typical uh, calling card. So, you know, the card is on is when you hear me um, scrambling to click on stuff and a lot of uh, mechanical keyboard gnashing. Um, but, hey, yo, what's good, everybody? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we those some Another fun day. times. Fun times yesterday. ACSC is on in Australia at the moment. Uh, a lot of people are there right now listening to the five head. Um, Brian Krebs himself. Uh, there was an open <laughs> mic with uh, Mitnick, I think, yesterday. And he was gracious enough to sign some books for us. Um, the Art of Deception to MG. Um, because MG wasn't deceived at all. So it was a little, you know. What's everyone else been up to? <laughs> Dare this weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah, Shellcon this weekend. Gonna go uh, hang out with some of our uh, our close Southern California friends. Oh yeah. Um, I did some things this weekend. I think. Yeah, I did a stream. That was cool. I did a stream um, on this channel. Uh, you can watch it if you want to. It was on. Uh, <clears throat> assembly optimization and shellcode development. Um, surprising number of people showed up. I was pretty excited about that because it's a pretty like esoteric topic and people like stayed and just watched the whole thing and like asked yeah, questions. It hmm? was a really inconvenient time. Like how did it all go? Like was it? Uh... It went pretty good. I mean, I, I literally wrote that presentation and then I like scrapped it and then I just rewrote it again at the last second. And so it went pretty good for that. Um, we found a bug in Sublime Text, which is pretty cool. I have to uh, keep looking cool. at that more, but it's uh, caused by one of the binaries created a file that um, Sublime Text couldn't parse. I don't even know how the binary like what happened. I still have to like s trace it and shit, but like it uh, it like it opened up something and it did something. It ran some commands, but it wasn't a binary. It was like all seg fault and like a bunch of weird like standard error stuff yeah i'll have to look at it more but that's cool was it because uh, like sublime is like very python heavy backend as well right so mm-hmm. it could be like some magic uh going on between the two yeah i think it had to do with just uh the way that it parsed like file names to like and maybe unsafe like stats it somewhere but who knows we'll have to uh, deep dive into that maybe on stream that'd be cool actually so- there was, a, there was a Notepad++ bug, I think, last week. And it's not, not the first and definitely won't be the last. Um, but I guess that, that comes into the whole, like, hunting sysadmins, hunting developers, hunting security people. Like, what text editor do they use? Um, mm-hmm. Back yonder, like, Pico. Obviously, if anyone remembers before Nano, Pico was basically not a text editor at all. And it was um, a how to write buffer overflows. Um, <laughs> client. Um. One of the interesting ones is like a lot of them have uh, some shared components. So one of the ones was the, there's a spell tracking library that both Notepad++ and uh, like Word use. And so those components are probably also really interesting to poke at. Yeah, you want to own up some uh, some system devs and get their Git keys, then a Sublime or an Atom or Notepad++. is Visual Studio Code. It's probably going to be pretty popular as well. Nice time. Yeah. I would definitely, uh, if I was going to hit that, I would hit some of those remote, um, remote sharing features in them because a lot of them have like that, like like, oh, like yeah, combined collaborative workflow. You yeah. can just open it up and just, uh, I don't know, who knows? 
Hopefully someone can do it. can do is like Google dork for uh, VS Code config. <laughs> no, all I need to do is is just stick your payload in uh, in Stack Overflow and wait for someone to copy and paste it. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Delete characters or funkiness with Unicode too. Also, shouts out to my my two favorite whitey crackers in the chat right now. Yo. <laughs> what up? It's uh. It's Jones on Whitey Cracker and uh, and Whitey Cracker on on Rio Rio Whitey Cracker Rio Rio. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, shout out to uh, Gilda for um, submitting a nice pull request to Metasploit. Um, if you look in our show notes, which I'll throw in the chat again here, um, Gilda made uh, some ASCII art for the Metasploit. Uh, it's called ASCII art splash screen. So be on the lookout for it if you are not a scrub and uh, have the Git version of Metasploit. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you are not a scrub and you have adult, like any Metasploit version at all, it kind of like you know. Yeah, you know it's a give or take. You know, I mean it's, it's the same as having a, a zero X or a or a Lee in your handle. You know. You guys or, should grow up a little bit. <laughs> I guess I just I just can't help being online. I think the uh, cyber <laughs> having cyber army in your handle is a little good is really cool too. I think people who end with sec like just to so you know that it's sec. Oh well. yeah, that's a good one too. There's a little lot of them. You know what though? The person who said that on on Twitter, um, I forget who it was. Um, he had uh, said something about the you can't. Like you, you shouldn't have a zero X or or elite in your handle because it looks amateurish and like people don't want to hire you and all that stuff like that. But like that is the exact reason why people sim swap. Right. So <laughs> I mean, that's literally uh, it. So the, the the person that you're taught you're talking about is uh, XX zero zero sec elite hack one one. Yeah, that's that um, person. And then like yeah. a bunch of knobs nineties everywhere. Yeah, and by the way, by the way, has he not met the InfoSec community? Like, we're all amateurs here. Yeah. I think though, uh, one of the things that get does get me about the OX thing is when people do, like, OX and then, like, any string and it doesn't contain, like, it contains, like, non-hex characters. And I, I just, I kind of get like, Ugh. There's a lot of words you can spell out with hex. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole uh, you know, tradition of it. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I understand what he's saying from like a certain standpoint, but at the same time, like, who cares? Like, get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> also, like, there's a lot more ridiculous, just incredibly stupid handles that people have for everything. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, the limitations of the BBS and IRC, like, you know, gave people, uh, you know, BBS, you could have weird names and then. IRC really restricted the character set and the length down to, you know, usually 13, 16 characters, like, max. So, well, just like, the yeah. number of ridiculous accounts that are really pretty good and provide a lot of information is, is you know, it doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah, I like uh, one, of more, one of the most popular accounts is freaking Taylor Swift. Like, come on. <laughs> I'd like to make a shout out to the the account. Uh, someone who's new in InfoSec, Scrum Dumpster sixty nine. Like, seriously. Oh, nice, nice. That is a legitimate. It's it's a legitimate account, and I lulled pretty hard. Yeah, that was a really good handle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. It's hard to wow somebody with a handle in twenty nineteen, but yeah. Yeah, it got me. 
got me good. <laughs> awesome. So, anybody have anything else to uh, cover before we jump into the news here? Uh, yeah. Well, Haravel and I were over at her mom's house and uh, managed to find a T, uh, TI-99 that is roughly about as old as I am. That's awesome. Nice. Nice. Yeah, put Doom on it. So, yeah, first order of business. Or at least port port the uh, some Doom MIDI. Can you get to port get some MIDI out of it from the the, the Jack program? Uh, potentially, I can play MIDI with. I think it's three megahertz. Yeah, you can get some dudes out of that. Hell yeah, dude life. Yeah, do 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 do. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> Um, all right, one second, hold on. All right. Well, uh, so that I don't echo anymore. I guess we should use that while you're uh, yeah. sorting that. All right. Um, so the first order of business with the news is this D-Link router uh, remote code execution phone that won't be patched because it came out literally like three days before it was EOL'd. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> like, do you think yeah. they... Uh, I reckon they like they they like line up these EOL dates. They've got like some uh, uh, statisticians out there going like, how long is the average time from like the time we release a product to the time like the first major exploit for it comes out? Okay, make it like three days before that. Yeah, I think even with like an out of band or like a hot fix, you definitely are looking at at least two weeks for like good, unless it's like very 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 quick workflow. But like D-Link, yeah. I don't think so. Well, also, like, we've seen people, like, release exploits for routers, and manufacturers just kind of, like, shrug it off anyway. Like, yeah. I don't think, it, they, like, the EOL thing really matters, uh, well, especially for consumer routers. It's going to be a pain for them to patch them, because I'd imagine a lot of them don't have OTA systems. Uh, a lot sure of the new ones are shipped. So a lot uh, of the new ones are shipped with TR69, so... The ISP, like if ISP is shipping it, they can be updated, but I don't think, um, like, the factory is not updating it, you know? Well, and, um, like, I'm sure that they have contracts with big companies where they have to do a lot of support work whenever they do a patch like that. Yeah, I, I do wonder, though, like, what other statistics, like, what does it look like um, sold versus devices that ever get patched, you know? Probably a pretty hard metric to grab, but. Uh, for these type, these families of routers, like even if they are vulnerable, like critically vulnerable, I don't think people are gonna patch them anyway. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see like what the decision process is on that. Because I'm sure that there's some cost benefit there, and I don't know, cost benefit to not patch. Yeah, because like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like with some of these things, it's just like it makes sense to patch it. Um, so I feel like there's probably a part of that equation that is not obvious. Yeah. I guess from a security perspective, they were like, patch everything. That's totally broken. You're all eating. Right, right, right. Yeah. Also, I like that it's RCE saying arbitrary input to a ping test gateway interface, which is literally like a hack the box. Like, <laughs> like this is this is literally from straight from a retired box and hack the box. Like <laughs> Yeah, this is like one of the first like like uh, I don't know whatever these websites are, like you know, type in IP to ping, and then you just like semicolon, like whatever ID. Oh, I'm rude. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, cool. Um, charge your lasers and uh, get those uh, binaries on there. Um, the next story that we have, there's actually a bunch of really cool uh, zero days and um, interesting uh, vulnerabilities that have come out recently. Um, this next one is people that have been exploiting a use after free in the uh, um, the kernel for Android. Um, it's on a bunch of different devices, like S7, S8, S9. Like these are phones that people use. Um, is this an up, people, upstream? Was the UA, UAF in upstream or no? Um, it's yeah, so it looks like it was like just the oh, what version was this? Um, it was something. Yeah, it was something to do in like a, the the whatever kernel they were using in those phones specifically just didn't have this fix yet in it. Right. Um, I'm trying to see which one. Though. I was I was reading another thing about it. Um, but yeah, so no, this is. It's got the Chinese brand phones and also the Pixels and the Samsungs at the same time. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so it's definitely some some specific version of the Android um, Linux kernel that they this bug was in. So, interesting though. I mean, this is um, is paired with uh, or it can be delivered through the Chrome browser, um, and it can uh, prevent. Oh, was this? Um, it looks like they say it was exploited in the wild. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Wild exploit. So they de-restructured it earlier. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I think that this was, um, yeah. It was, so it was alleged it was being sold or or used by the NSO group, um, and they're saying they didn't. But who knows? I mean, it, if it was being exploited in the wild, that's really all that matters. Well, the funny thing is the NSO, like NSO said, NSO did not send, sell, or will never sell exploits or vulnerabilities. Like that's what they opened up with. So like, if that gives you some sort of baseline for how much to believe uh, <laughs> the shit that they're spewing, like <laughs> yeah, I mean they're not really gonna say you know either way, but yeah, um, no, definitely interesting though. I've read a bit more about this because I was reading a bunch of different vulnerability uh, things that came out this week. There's a bunch of really interesting mobile exploits that have been happening. Um, uh, this one has a local local POC written in it. Wait, does it? Oh, well, it's a Project Zero, so they attach quite a bit of information on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a, I don't think it's a browser POC, though. Or they might have done that somewhere else. Yeah, they, they don't usually put the, you know. Yeah, they wouldn't put the full exploit chain in. A full like. exploit there, yeah, no, just, just a POC. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but. Um, what it said in the article too was that it could be triggered through the browser, or that's how people had found it being exploited, yeah, um, which is pretty cool. Um, so the next one that we have on here too is a signal bug as well. Um, that could let people listen to uh, Android users via microphone. So they. Uh, uh, I saw a tweet that this was debunked from Moxie. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen a bunch of different things. Yeah, Moxie was saying, I'm fairly certain this is the bug he was referring to, that it didn't get that far. But I mean, it's not to say that you couldn't chain it with other bugs. But yeah, yeah I mean, this kind of bug, that. though, with as far as like the way that the calls are handled and, and, and uh, like the ones with FaceTime, too, those are both like, or that's a thing that happened recently. Um, yeah, that's the, what FaceTime, the FaceTime ones, though, um, 
from what I understand though, the audio and video rendering is not happen that does not happen within the sandbox. There's like a process to, uh, uh, to, to pump it out and decode it natively. And the sandbox just has an API to that. So, which makes it scarier, I guess, because then you're looking at like jumping out of app sandboxes. Yeah. So no. yeah, but it would be interesting if this, yeah, I, I guess it doesn't work quite the same on Android or it doesn't work quite the same on Android. Not, I guess it, it actually doesn't. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, well, regardless though, it was uh, fixed the same day that it was reported. So just update that in case anything else happens. Yeah, everybody should have this up. If you don't keep your signal up to date, like just don't bother using signals. Just go use something else. Yeah, unlike, unlike your D-Link router, signals stay up to date. Yeah, <laughs> in, in your level, like this, the thing, the one thing that's meant to be secured, like keep that up to date. Yeah, absolutely. And like your password manager. <laughs> yeah. um, so the next story we have in here, um, pretty gross. This former Yahoo engineer admits that he had used access to steal nudes. I mean, this is like a thing that people have done a lot, um, but he was indicted. This What's funny about this is like, this guy didn't just stop at like their, uh, their Yahoo accounts. He then used their Yahoo accounts to recover like FaceTime, uh, not FaceTime, what's it called? iCloud. Um, yeah, Dropbox. And... Drive, Dropbox I mean, if you yeah. have the email address, you have a lot, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can can do so much from that yeah i mean it's just like wild that uh you know you like if you have access to that kind of stuff you know exactly what kind of logging uh takes place uh there too i'm guessing yeah. and to like just feel like so like uh wild about it and just be like oh yeah i'm just gonna hit this hit this hit this and like go for it mm -hmm. it's pretty insane not to mention he was doing it to like people that he actually knew like in real life yeah uh and it's just, like, like definitely a creeper yeah like, this is creeper level shit this isn't like you know like if you're on an engagement and you get access to somebody's thing and you're like okay target like this service that's related or in scope or whatever like you know the things that you go for this guy's like where would they hide their nudes? Oh, no nudes in their inbox. Better go to their iCloud. Like, is you know, yeah, see this person naked. Yeah, it's just it's so gross. If you like, look, some of the people have access to this kind of stuff, and it definitely does get abused a lot more than it's reported. But it's pretty fucked, and there's like no way to really justify it at all. It's um, weird. I wonder if like. So if you have a if you handle like credit cards or you work in like different um, areas of security or whatever you get background you get like you know there's a background check you have to take um, federal or whatever like for whatever country or that's relevant but these guys are just like sysadmins right so like they don't do they just like get vetted kind of thing and during yeah. the hiring process and go like oh yeah it's a the background box. check it's not necessarily uh and you know it doesn't talk about your personality as being it's just right. have you committed a crime in the past, probably, or you know, it depends on how extensive it is. So, like, usually companies don't want to dish out a ton of money for it. So. Yeah, they don't want to do the full vetting process. Um, well, the full vetting process probably wouldn't have, like, again, it still would be tough to determine if somebody's going to be just a weird person, <laughs> just a weirdo. Um, and it's just like I don't understand why you would do something like that because you're not gaining anything, not really. I mean. 
you get to be weird, sure, but you don't objectively gain anything from that. You're risking a lot for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jones points out in chat, like they just, all they do is make sure you don't smoke weed. Yeah. Uh, yeah or you aren't currently uh, smoking weed. <laughs> actually, you know, I think it's okay to smoke weed, but it's also it's if you try to hide that you smoke weed, is more of a tell. I mean, or if you're the fact is, like, if you if you can't like find like uh, fake piss on the internet or something like that, like, <laughs> like, like, don't get me wrong. There's there's a million ways to to get past a drug test, um, but like, if you fail a drug test, like, you're like the ingenuity it takes the small amount of ingenuity it takes to get past that that hurdle uh, a, uh, <laughs> a recent, yeah a recent uh football player here actually uh got done for providing fake piss they didn't they didn't say that he was uh he, he been taking drugs they just said that he, he gave fake piss and they realized that it wasn't piss and uh that's what he got in trouble for What's the topic we were talking about before this? Uh, fake piss <laughs> was the topic, actually. Uh, fake piss <laughs> Going real deep. Um, <laughs> uh, we should just get on to the next story here. Uh, the next story is about this WhatsApp phone that uh, was exploited through malicious gifts. This one's pretty cool. Um, this is a bug, a double free bug in um, WhatsApp in the GIF renderer, and it leads to uh, our CE here. Yeah, there's a good write-up on this one actually as well. I think that's mm -hmm. an algorithm. It's, it's yeah, it's linked in that um, write-up as well. Um, but it's pretty sweet though. Yeah, a, like, a lot of people often say like, "Do you guys know?" I guess we'll often get asked like, "What is what messenger should I use?" Like, isn't what WhatsApp fine? Everyone uses WhatsApp. Blah blah. blah. It's still owned by Facebook. They, I, I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure they purchased like their encryption uh, mechanisms from Signal at some point. But yeah. uh, they've done things like plain text backups. Like they're fucking the job. Like, you know, they're making more than one mistake that, uh, no, like, you know, negates well, all the effort they're putting into securing it. Yeah. Although within the scope of this particular story, right? Like it's, I don't know if that's necessarily related. To yeah. It's not the inclusion aspect of it. It's just the, the GIF renderer. Um, it's a double free in the gift renderer um, that you just put your payload in one of the frames and um, it blocks it. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta go do some learning on use after free and double free because those are two things that I haven't looked at much. Those kinds of low-level molds are starting to make a, a comeback with some of this stuff. Yeah, while you're at it, check out safe, triple right? free and quad free. <laughs> Ten to free. <laughs> There's a. Uh... Yeah, so on the on Mida's uh, most dangerous bug list, like buffer overflows number one by a long shot at the moment. So it's pretty interesting that uh, memory corruption bugs. Like I mean, you look at the OWASP stuff, and SQL injection was like through the roof. I think on the Mida list, SQL injection was like right up there now. And now there's, you know, return of the uh, the memory bug. So, yeah, well, because people have kind of stopped thinking about it as much, I think. Well, there's also no no SQL map for, for memory bugs. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you have so some pretty solid buzzers for some of that stuff. But. It takes significantly more work than hitting the SQL map button. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah. So, Havage go. 
Yeah, exactly. And so it's like some of that stuff, like the amount of effort it requires to find and exploit these things is uh, a lot more than your standard like web web bugs. Yeah. Um, so what's next? Uh, not a vulnerability. Um, this is Dutch police uh, take down a bunch of DDoS botnets by a numbers host. Um, hold on. What the hell? ZDNet has way too many, like, please let us show notifications things. Just like swarm oh. tabs. Excuse um, me, but do you have an ad blocker? Yeah, I do. Piss off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a bunch of botnets were taken down here. I mean, good. This is like, <laughs> I put it on just to say good. Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of it, like, oh man, a lot of these types of botnets as well, like, yeah, is just all used for like filthy DDoS, like garbage, just like garbage traffic. Like, I don't know, it's a waste of potential hosts, all that kind of thing, you know? At least be, at least be good. We're gonna take up one of my uh, IPv4 addresses. <laughs> yeah, at least uh, there are toasters in, in China that need those. So <laughs> the vast Use majority. Of the, there's a quote in the article: "The vast majority of these botnets were operated by script kiddies or skids, fucking skids everywhere." A term meant to ridicule untalented hackers. Yeah, yeah. I think what's interesting though is that like they definitely were pretty complicit with this because um, it. It says that they had posted a message on his Facebook saying that there is a malfunction, which is basically a coded message to say to wipe the servers. But also, why would you put wiping the servers on individual people who are on a VPS? Like, wouldn't you just do that on at the data center level and have like any any like like actions for for like wiping your disks from there? Maybe it's like plausible deniability, so they can say, oh, we didn't wipe our disks, our users just decided to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think if you do wipe the disks, that makes you complicit in the crimes that you're covering. Yeah. So no, really, uh, posting a Facebook message and having all the people who follow you on Facebook immediately wipe the disks is also kind of... <laughs> uh, yeah, that's also... probably also complicit, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I love the... Uh, the image at the bottom of this, this article. Uh, <laughs> Angelo, don't snitch. That was a Twitter poll and says he's going to snitch. And then the other option, he's not going to snitch. Um, uh, super. Oh, we can still vote in that poll, can we? Oh, let's go do it right now. Oh, Actually, wait, like, <laughs> drop the link in the chat and everybody vote for snitch. Um, <laughs> so, Honestly, I think if you're in the situation um, where you are one of these people that is, is worried about, you know, any of this, then you've already fucked up. Um, shouldn't have been doing it. Oh. God. I, I just don't know why you would need to do that. If you have a bunch of servers, you're like, oh, what should I host on this server? Why do you go to... Oh, I'm gonna host a bunch of booters on it. <laughs> it's just so much. Extra. Well, people. The thing is, like, for young people uh, or new people, like th that are getting into it, they're like, "Oh, I can make money doing this," you know. And that's like, yeah. yeah. But, like, if you have that's servers, it. you can make money just hosting the servers. Well, that's called big brain shit. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, right? Like, you can point to that 
like, oh, well, it'd be smarter to do this, it'd be smarter to do that. But like, yeah, it's always it's always smarter to do a thing. These people aren't aren't worried about smart. But it's also like so much less effort. <laughs> it's like not only smarter, it's just easier. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. It's it's such a weird culture um, of people who, who do this kind of stuff. Especially like just like, like the, the, uh, the really boring, lame botnets that are like it's like the counterculture to hackers. <laughs> yeah, like download source code, follow a YouTube tutorial. By the way, don't worry about the compile errors. And uh... <laughs> yeah, there are a bunch of swears. <laughs> yeah. there, there was a video that the, I can't remember when we were watching it a couple of months ago, and it was straight up like this this video on YouTube. It's like how to it was like Qbot or something like. Or maybe mirror and it's like don't worry about these errors and there's like all these like errors that were like patching the binary for your configuration <laughs> yeah like it only patched like, the ip like that's all it was it was like what you should worry about those errors like you know no i mean yeah it's like it's you're following instructions for sure that's the whole that's the whole thing <laughs> terrible it is yeah um but it's also like if you follow instructions that aren't telling you to do stuff that's stupid, right? Like if you follow things that aren't illegal, then that's one way to start, you know, getting your foot in the door. But you can't just always follow instructions forever. Right. Yeah. At some point you need to be able like, so one of the things uh, I've been asked previously is like when I'm looking for something and I'm, I'm reading stack overflow or something um, like, how do you know which stack overflow question is uh, answer sorry is is the right one how do you even know the question is the right one and if you open like five or six different stack overflows related to what you're doing and you read everyone's answers like you should be able to come up with a unique answer on your own that is correct like yeah. you don't need well, to and like paste anything actually one of the biggest things for me when i was starting to learn how to program because like i realized i was just copying pasting from stack overflow it's just even just the act of retyping it it's enough to like start building a, a connection with it. Like That's you, know, you realize cool. what you're actually doing versus just blindly following instructions. Yeah, yeah. after you set up uh, after you set up a few botnets from YouTube tutorials, you will uh, you learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. Well, and that, that's <laughs> and then, like, but that's the thing is like, if you're not watching tutorials on how to do botnets, you're watching tutorials on how to do something that is like actually, you know, a web app security or whatever then that's a reasonable way to how that. how are you gonna knock xbox live offline for app security <laughs> videos yeah, yeah it's like yeah. How, they should rename the videos like how to build botnet like how to go to jail like, yeah <laughs> well i think it's also yeah it's just like it i think that if you did it right like if, if the people who were giving those directions were, were either talking about something more constructive or giving detailed technical instructions then it would solve a lot of the problems like i almost nah, have blame it's not going to happen or, though yeah that's, it, that's know, the know, exact opposite yeah. uh, of what they're like what the video is actually for like, i know anybody who's running a bunch of botnets or a bunch of bots so that they can either have like stupid like fake mm -hmm. e-thing and then put retired hacker in their bio um and like harass like harass some youtuber huh. like i don't know that's like the old, there's there's no like smart there's no like way to optimize it to like make a pipeline for anybody it's literally just the worst fucking people yeah i think well, there's, there's always, also like a, a bit of a thing right where 
it's an industry that's like very like very new in the like the scheme of things and there's a lot of people who think oh yeah i can go like if i go to jail that just means that i'll get out and uh be able (laughs) to have a job because that's kind of how you know you've seen some figures do it in the past and what they real that they don't realize is that no one's going to hire you uh, if you go to jail for doing stupid shit like following a YouTube like, tutorial on setting up right, your own yeah. baby botnet. <laughs> and then getting caught. And then getting well, immediately like, caught. I'm just curious as to who is who is making the tutorials, right? Like there's there's somebody who's going through and, and producing these videos. It's people who want to try to sell them. A lot of people try to sell tutorials and yeah. like access to like stuff that it's already already very public. And it's also like usually in like GitHub. The GitHub. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, like, yeah, you can. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's just interesting to think about that. Well, like, if you go are... into other communities, like when marketing, right, or anything like the the guru like thing, right? It's like, yeah. oh, I'll sell you my my marketing method to make you know thirty thousand dollars, or you know, even like you see in spam, like spammed in every comment section. It's like, oh, make ten thousand dollars a day working for like, Google from home. But I mean, it's, it's there because there's a market and, for it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, it's is because not like resellers of botnet spots. Yeah. Bro, Hold on. Like, if you're thinking about if you're thinking about marketing, though, you don't blame the the people who are following the guru as much as like I, I don't know. I feel like I I don't know anything about the people who make these videos and haven't even thought about it. I mean, this, like this Google Qbot setup or Google yeah, Mirai setup, yeah, you do, yeah, yeah. do in the last month, and you'll see a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or on like Instagram, like people just search for like Qbot or whatever, and you just have like, just you'll see I'll the kind you know, of people who are doing the, it. The people who are doing those videos is really bad. Yeah, but like you'll actually they'll have on their Instagrams and stuff. Like they'll post a thing with Qbot, shows how many like bots are connected to their C two, yeah. and then they'll have like the next one will be like a selfie. Yeah. It's like someone like sad. Like I, I really miss X. Like Yeah. <laughs> but like yeah, you know. And they're generally pretty young. Like most you know, most people sort of seem to grow out of this stage. Although oh, yeah. it's weird when people don't. I think it's interesting to see when people do not and they've been doing the yeah. same thing for like five years and still don't know like anything about like like even like GCC and like how to compile things. Like they yeah, still sure. they still can't like figure out how to like make like ANSI escape codes work. Yeah, like, yeah, like I, I'm kind of curious you have, about you get that. lost in the sauce, right? Like that's what yeah. it's, well, it's interesting. Yeah. I'm just kind of curious about the mentality and like the like I would love to read like a psychological analysis of this because there's I mean, so many different like it's, it's not hard to figure out like i mean yeah <laughs> I, I face value like when you just look at the i don't know it seems uh, like there's a lot of different factors that might play into you just that. need to join one of the really cool discords that are around like now um <laughs> the, the things that are, are in the vein of the why work program but like less up um, yeah, I would. Uh, I would definitely take a look at that. If you literally go on YouTube and search for any of those terms that we mentioned before, and then just grab for Discord, you will uh, find some funny, funny people yeah. who want to have a. It's usually really sad, but yeah, you'll check it out. Well, and, want. and I'm just more wondering why, like, why these people get there, what leads them to to be in this spot where they're they're doing this shit. Money. 
Yeah, money and fame. People want to like be famous. And, yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. yeah. The like fame is such a motivating factor for so many people. Like any like the internet fame too. Like I know people who are like literally in law school. And they're talking about like, oh man, I want to be an like an Instagram model. And it's like, no, you're you're like being the thing. Like you are like a year away from being the thing that like kids like want to be when they grow up, right? Like yeah. high power job. Yeah. And they're sitting there and I was like, they're talking about being like Instagram models and stuff like that. And I'm like, it's it's wild to me. I just like, want to be a botnet influencer, okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that <laughs> I, I, I feel like I've seen problem. is uh like a lot of kids go from like the griefing community to the city community. Oh yeah, a lot of it. Literally, a lot of it starts off with people who just get mad about like the you know uh, people on like first person shooters and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Well, like if you was... look at uh, like the pipeline for how like a lot of us, like a lot and a lot of like even like older hackers got into computer like security yeah, stuff. Pretty... It is through games, right? Yeah. Like, and it's so and it's like, like it's not surprising that you know you see this kind of stuff like there's also a lot of people like I said it's a very strong pipeline uh yeah and it brings in a but, lot of people but i think that like it, it, i don't know for me i got into security working on the server side of the game stuff and like fighting people who are griefing and it feels like you could you could shift the the tracks at that point right i don't know it's weird it's not nearly as enticing to to kids like yeah. Like I saw there were some people that I remember um when I was looking at Instagram before. Um because there's there there's some what's it called? Like I had I think I had put some hashtags like like Cubot and like Booter on like one of the, the crowd Instagram posts and people like random kids started following us. And um some of them like I look at their posts and there's people who are like, Can you teach me how to how to hit like hard like you? Can you teach me how to like pull bots and like boot like you? I wanna boot hard like you know such and such person and like it's just weird like people like they have like a little scheme where the people like look up to each other for doing that even though it's like realistically just like like what they're doing is just like spamming the a button and like super smash brothers it's just like okay like yeah. there's just like not really anything and then yeah it's just it's just really it's not really any anything to like i guess look up to but i don't know people search for role models is a hard thing metasploink shout out subscribe to you Oh yeah, Sada, thank you. Um, but yeah, this is um, a lot, a deep dive into this. Pico, we definitely should maybe do a, a psychological profile sometime. Also, okay, shout out uh, to my guy. Oh my word, that uh, brings me back. But there does definitely, so like uh, back in the Quake community, one of the things was like, you know, the uh, bots that would ask, uh, Archon into servers to configure them for um, from IRC. So like people would be like, hey, we want to play a pug match or whatever. So the exclamation pug, choose teams, all the stuff happens. And then there's a bot and it, and it would tell net like Archon into the server with a password and configure it. And people who ran, who obviously had the Archon password were assumed to have like more power over other people. And then, so then it became like, who has the password? And then that led down into like people, you know, trying to you know, write bots and brute force and get it, you know, I guess so in, in, in relation to like Minecraft, like similar to like griefing and stuff in Minecraft, having the, the server password or whatever is like, I have power over like other people, my peers or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just 
I don't even know. The internet was a mistake. <laughs> true, true. <story. laughs> um, let's go yeah. on to the next story here, which I wanted to say sounds like a researcher that disclosed something that the, <laughs> the app didn't know what to do with. Um, so the FBI is investigating somebody who allegedly tried to hack into West Virginia's mobile voting app during the 2018 midterm elections. And so the statement says that there is no intrusion and there's nothing that would have affected the vote count. Um, but somebody had downloaded and registered and tried to tamper with something. They caught unauthorized activity and then they immediately got stopped. So the people at the company don't think that there was uh, any sort of nation state like activity or something. But what is interesting is that there's there's really not information about what actually happened. I mean, it's CNN, so I doubt there would actually be, but there's not really that much information about it. And it's also, I mean, to me, it sounds like somebody had like tried to like fuzz the app and they got caught. And that's like, yeah, it. but sure. like, it's just a weird way to like put it. Cause this is like, like it's just, you know, interesting to see how, how people parse stories like this. Um, Cause this is definitely not, addresses but, from China that just started hitting random PHP my admin URLs. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. It was interesting. Um, I don't really think that, I mean, yeah, voting security app, like a voting app is not a good idea. Um, so just don't, please. <laughs> yeah, there was an app actually, uh, not voting, but in the same vein of similar ideas where uh, people could post anonymous questions to a speaker and they could be upvoted by other people and um turned out to be a terrible idea like there's people have I mean, a lot yeah, of if internet polls are any any indication uh, yeah <laughs> like straw poll and stuff like yeah we'll just use a straw poll and that's going to be the deciding factor on our company's change my favorite <laughs> was the old mountain dew like vote for your yeah. like new flavor yeah, crushing grannies is the new president crushing gushing granny Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Smith. Yeah. Um, so the next story we have here, Adobe is deactivating all Venezuelan user accounts uh, due to US sanctions. Um, I guess they don't have to use Flash anymore. That's cool. I, um, I don't know. I guess they, <laughs> Venezuelans are like totally sick at Photoshop. Like they, they're Photoshopping Trump like crazy. Um, <laughs> Venezuela's security posture is massively increased. Yeah. yeah. So what I think is interesting is this this tweet from them. So let's sum it up real quick before we should post about it. But this um so there's sanctions against Venezuela for human rights violations, which is like ridiculous for of all the countries to human rights violations against. Um, but they. Adobe is just cutting off ties economically with them because of uh, executive order, and yeah, they're just they're gonna just take everybody else, everybody's account away. So if you are Venezuelan and you have Photoshop or any of the other Adobe suite of products that is just in everyday use, um, like PDF readers and things like that, um, you aren't gonna be able to get any updates or access to services anymore but i think it's only acrobat right not pdf reader pdf reader is no license it's the licensed products yeah i mean i don't know and so it's all all the things that you used to buy that you now have to like rent from adobe monthly yeah Uh, the creative cloud yeah which is like the 
like the craziest shit, right? And like, oh, by the way, like we're taking away all the tools your business like uses. Like if you're a creative company in Venezuela, you are pretty well uh, out of luck yeah. right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. You're not going to be making that sweet content in GIMP. Sorry, Glimpse. Let's yeah. get renamed. Glimpse. Oh. <laughs> Glimpse. Glimpse. <laughs> uh, it took him a while. Well, what's interesting though is that the, the company had put a, a tweet saying, is your Adobe account country set to Venezuela? If so, you will be affected. You can learn more here. So is that the way that they're doing it? Is if your account country is set to Venezuela, you can just change it? Yeah, I, I think- Maybe that's I, why they tweeted about it. Uh, uh, sounds, sounds like the most like underhanded way to be like, yeah, by the way, just change this, like hit the button and then- uh, <laughs> By the way, guys, we actually just released an update that allows you to change your country uh, by coincidence. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a weird way to, to do it. I mean, yeah, I, I, it just sucks, I guess, too. Like, if you don't agree with politics or anything, and it's like, oh, you just have to take this whole country off of your map. Like, one country might not be that much, but it's still, like, a, a money, you know? Like, if you're a company that has, makes money out of products, um, interesting. But... Yeah, keep, so um, the chat's just talking about uh, refunds and no, like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, there's no, no refunds. No take backs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's wild. But China's okay. Um, well, so, we'll talk about China soon. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, this next one here. This is pretty cool, too, because Berthke was warning about this reductor malware. Um, which is pretty interesting. Um, so this, what this malware does, it's a rat that uh, replaces, um, or it, it manipulates a lot of things about TLS in the browser. And so it, it, um, it like backdoors or like, it like weakens the PRNG so that like traffic is predictable on, um, in the browser. And it also puts their own SSL cert in there. And they um, also are able to mark TLS traffic um, so that they can track people. It's like a lot of work going into this sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's a really interesting piece of malware here. Yeah, there was a, oh man, I was looking at um, an APT group that were doing something similar. Um, you can hashtag Blue Mushroom on Twitter if you want to look it up. But yeah, they, they had that sitting around for like a long time. I don't know if this is like related. I probably, maybe not. But uh, these SSL um, manipulations, like locally, seem to have been like hanging around for like some time unnoticed, which is pretty cool. I feel like I've seen a lot more um, like anti-debugging malware evasion stuff recently, in like even the low-level like crypto jacking stuff. Uh, I yeah, I mean, one of the techniques that I saw like a while back now was just like controlling system random. Setting it to uh, oh, null. Yeah, and once you control, yeah. like once you null system random, then like every every uh, response is either going to be null or very predictable. Yeah. Um, well, also like detecting sandboxes. There's a million different ways to do that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like, no. I like the name of this Trojan though. Comp fun. Yeah. Comp fun. My first Trojan. <laughs> Somebody needs to make a. Uh, Malware that just depends dot not a virus to the end of every file and encrypt. <laughs> so it's um, not a virus is what it's called. 
Yeah, I definitely want to take a look at this malware. It's pretty interesting. Um, I'll have to try to find a sample somewhere. Shout out to anybody who can supply one. Um, but yo, so the last story we have in our news is South Park being banned in China over an episode mark mocking uh, government censorship. So, yeah, good so this is highly recommend. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. It's uh, season two of uh, sorry, episode two of the latest season. I don't even know what they're up to. Twenty three, maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah it just came out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. basically. The TLDR of it is uh, the China. So the Chinese president uh, has been likened to Winnie the Pooh, and Winnie the Pooh has been used on mass on the mainland for some time now to mock the president. Uh, and then the chief executive of um, Hong Kong has uh, been likened to Piglet. So they were so the Chinese people in, in both mainland China and. Beijing, like Hong Kong, were, from my understanding, being used to, you know, they were using Pooh and Piglet to just basically make fun of them without using their imagery because they'd probably, you know, yeah, whatever. So, so uh, initially, there yeah, was some then, censorship over like making fun of the president, and then part of the Pooh thing was bypassing some of that as well. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then, um, so South Park just went all out and they were like, all right, let's send Randy to China. Um, and just do everything that the Chinese government would be upset about in one episode, and they did a pretty good job of it. Um, and then China went ahead and they banned, they scrubbed South Park from, like, from uh, being available and, and it references to it. And then South Park went on, uh, the creators of South Park, Matt Parker, Trey Stone, was it Matt Stone, Trey Parker, I can't even remember. Yeah. They like went that. on to give so the nba had made a recently made a um uh, an apology to china about you know offending their viewer base and um so they gave a mocking version of that in response <laughs> so it looks like uh, they didn't give a fuck uh, yeah, so the whole the whole point of the episode was making fun of companies that were uh, caving into the china chinese pressure mm-hmm that being said uh free hong kong the crowd's now banned in china <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna buy Winnie the Pooh fucking everything. <laughs> I'm getting a piglet oh chain, God. an iced out piglet chain. <laughs> yeah, we can uh next week. We'll, we can go all out and uh try to get banned in China. Um <laughs> although that TikTok might have um not helped. <laughs> which right. was stuck in stuck in TikTok purgatory for a little bit. Banned from YouTube in China, the two most restrictive places on the on the earth. <laughs> YouTube is the China of the internet. It's true. I mean, those are the only two places that we're banned from so far. Mm. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Oh, and and probably Brian Krebs' birthday party. <laughs> yeah, I'm really upset about that one. Um. Did we want to play what what Krebs had to say? On uh... maybe we should wait. Oh, a little bit. Okay. I mean, whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Krebs was on an open mic this morning, um, and uh, he was asked about the doxing incident. If you're not aware, Krebs gave out the name of somebody he shouldn't have in a 
So here's the bullshit that he said. Okay, that or is that quiet as hell? Uh, I cannot hear anything right now. Don't hear anything. Here we go. Let this learn how to uh, use a crossfader. Um, so to be clear, this isn't something I've talked about uh, publicly, just because I deleted that tweet because I didn't, uh, because I realized that I was giving these guys exactly what they wanted, which was a lot of drama. Um, and but uh, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, First of all, I didn't dox somebody. Uh, doxing somebody is when you post their name, address, phone number, birth, social security number, whatever. If you're just calling somebody by their real name on Twitter, I hardly think that's doxing. Um, and also, um, it had nothing to do with any disagreement. Uh, at least, I didn't watch this. Um, that guy had been asking me for about six years. I think, yeah, but I think, you know, if they're, if they I think if people are going to act like a black hat and work for uh, you know, one of the richest companies in the world, that's true. Well, then I think, you know, they, they have an obligation. Um, I think they, they should be surprised. So yeah, Krebs claims he didn't dox anyone. Yeah, fuck him. You know what? I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's this. He uh, technically, by his rules, didn't dox me, but he uh, he did try to use my employer against me to ruin my life he like tried to ruin my life uh, for a fucking internet squabble and so brian krebs is at the level of a person that will try to ruin your life over an internet squabble that's it that, but he that did say there was no squabble he said there was no no argument but there was there was the argument over yeah, there clearly was because I'm, I'm it, I'm the other half. <laughs> um, so that that was the second thing, and the third thing was that a lot of people don't know there was a run-on effect uh, from that that claimed that uh, I won't get into it too much, but Thug Crowd was a criminal organization was something that came from uh, came from Krebs, and that's obviously not true. If you've ever listened to us, not even one fucking time. So I was a little bit upset. I was a little bit upset with that. Like, you know, that he said that Did he, he didn't apologize for that. No, nothing was apologized for. That's all he said. And, you know, I think there were maybe 30 people in the room um, at that time when he said that. Pretty much everyone who coughed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, he didn't want to talk about it publicly. Well, fuck you. You talked about it on stage. Yeah, exactly. Right on. Yeah. Also, like, who's he to be like the arbiter of like, oh, this is this is what like being a black hat is, quote unquote. Like, like, <laughs> like Whoa. if you want to like, like if that's gonna be your 
like like if you treat someone that way based on like this random sort of uh thing you like kind of pull out of the out of the air be like oh, i don't like what that person's doing therefore they're a black hat therefore i have the right to treat them this way like uh you know that's yeah, uh, if, some pretty pretty shady logic hat. How many people work in like state that. jobs that don't want to use their real their full name on the internet and have a Twitter account? Yeah. Like how you know or like the people with alt accounts where like they right. never make the connection. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons why people may not want to use their full name. Uh in this case to separate you know personal opinion from work. Like if you know you can't you can't say that just because you work somewhere that everything you say ever is the opinion of your employer. That's bullshit. Well, and you're it's just an like, individual entity. Like I, I use my full name just about everywhere. And I've actually had problems with that in the past. I've had people, you know, for no particular reason come at me yeah. and I can see the appeal of not, of not putting that information on the internet, even though I'm totally above board with all that stuff. But I mean, yeah, like, what is it like is, like dash pointed out in the chat like is is nmap like black hat activity like what's the like who who gets well, to draw the line there it's like we operate in a in a field with a lot of gray areas for sure but i'd like to point out definitely as well that after this whole scenario there was no criminal complaint made against anyone right because there was no crime that occurred. exactly so if there's no criminal complaints made then you're fucking wrong apologize thank you I don't know. Yeah. No, uh, right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Some, uh, well, that's that. Unbelievable. Um, so right now I'm looking at this. I just saw this is, uh, I'm just going to post this in the chat here. Um, <clears throat> this is the usbookies.com um, website that it does the bets on. <laughs> on People, oh my god um, there's like i didn't realize there was political betting but there's betting um on whether or not trump's gonna get impeached and who's gonna lose this is like a rabbit hole of stuff of people just betting on like none of that, none of that website is actually loading for me weirdly enough huh. <laughs> why is ivanka trump is she actually thinks she's gonna be a person? What, is that actually on there but, somewhere i mean there's worse bets that you can take at a casino so <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah no, so this, this is, is an industry that operates off of bad bets it says <laughs> here the, the odds of trump getting impeached are currently one to two meaning a hundred dollar bet is 50 like, <laughs> what? The, wow. I, like I, this is like a whole new thing i didn't know people literally bet on elections that's like a game changer oh yeah no there's a lot of this there's uh entire I um like you know coins like cryptocurrency based I, around I, this I, same like uh if you like the prop betting betting on on different outcomes so i i'm wondering if um does do the like this site could totally influence the way that people vote right like by by shifting those odds i mean obviously not a lot of people use this site but like, yeah it could, I, I could imagine that like if you bet on somebody right like and then the odds well i don't know i guess it depends. no the, the the way betting works is that the odds like the odds shift right yeah 
based on sentiment. And that sentiment yeah, that's true. reflects the But the site the could also just change outcome. that sentiment, right? The site could set that to be whatever. Yeah, but they have a like if they're like making like bad bets, like the thing about like when you like make odds, like if you go too far one way, you're going to lose money. If yeah, you go too far the other way, you're true. going to lose money. That's true. <laughs> All right, that's interesting. Um, Elizabeth Warren, though, is uh, definitely getting up there. I think that that uh, BDSM relationship uh, smear campaign, like, I probably helped her a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see Big Day do a kickflip. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to see. I reckon that'd be like, that'll get him up there. Do a kickflip. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, interesting stuff. Um, so anything else? The news is over. Any other good uh, things we can cover? Uh, Somebody, oh, uh, in the chat. In the chat, and I, yeah. and I put it into uh, Zoom. The French... Uh, French... Uh, Facial recognition. Yeah. France is poised to become the first European country to use facial recognition technology to to give citizens a secure digital identity, whether they want it or not. Nice. Going for the uh, next China. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see like a more Western country uh, come out with this. Um, yeah, I mean, I. It's weird though. The U.S. definitely has a lot of that data already, for sure. I mean, it's not about the data. It's about using it in yeah, this yeah. way. Which Legalities are using it as well. Like yeah. even like, like yeah, how does that? I wonder how GDPR plays into the because that's the, like the right to be forgotten. Like I, I, I went to yeah. France, I got on camera and I left. Now forget me. I'm guessing no that way. doesn't apply to the government at all. Yeah, but, but private business. No, I, I don't really. I think GDPR should apply to them. It's, I mean, yeah, it, it's like they probably don't enforce it, but. Uh. But yeah, it's like how much do you do you trust a government like this? Like, considering them for being like large and unwieldy and like not very uh, receptive to change and all that. Like, how how well do you protests right? Like recently, very obviously quite recently. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. So there's obviously pushback against uh, the other. Potentially less intrusive, um, you know, ideas and, and and things they're trying to do. Yeah, so this is <laughs> quite intrusive in to everybody, I guess. Like, yeah. Also, it says it took a hacker just over an hour to break into a secure government messaging app early this year, raising concerns about state security standards, which is like what I'm talking about. Sure, yeah. I well, believe that was uh, shout out to Elliot. <laughs> Yeah, was that? Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it like uh, the politicians here. They they use WhatsApp, like that nice use after free. Is just that we just talk, double free. We just talked about it. So, well, then you have all the all the politicians calling for the banning of uh, of encryption. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I think there. that I think that one of the things is like you have. In, in government in general, things move a lot more slowly and you don't necessarily have the best talent because they don't, they don't pay as competitively as private sector does. 
So I don't know. It seems like a lot of government has some really uh, big problems with security. But if or, you were, uh, or at least subcontractors for government don't do. Say you're the you're on the pro side of this face recognition uh, thing in France, right? You're on the pro side of their government. Are you not thinking like this is going to track me and my children, my children's children, and everyone I know? Yeah. Like, are they not I thinking think about probably, that? I think they're probably. I think the concept with a, usually what drives these kinds of programs is fear, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's that people are scared or people are concerned. Um, and I think that I can see some of the advantages to these programs if you think about it with that mindset, right? Like, uh, in terms of finding missing people, that's one of the advantages to having systems like this is you can you can do a pretty good job with that. Uh, uh, the other one is obviously like tracking criminals and uh, in the magical world where AI has been totally biased, maybe detecting some sort of crime or weaponry or whatever. But again, that's like who's the most suspicious looking person thing again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well that's the thing well. like when it comes, yeah, there's a lot of like who should who should be tracked and why is also like comes into question as well like if you are going to start going oh we're not going to track everyone we're going to track some people it's like okay and if somebody is a missing person maybe they want to be missing who says they don't yeah yeah no absolutely um it's it's an interesting thing and it's also like privacy is falling apart even more with with the introduction of like physical tracking because now even if you ditch all of your devices and like go live, you know, in an area that doesn't have internet, you'd have to really go out of completely out of the way of cameras and never come back to society to be. So wait, wait, what you're telling me is you should build a bunker and make <laughs> yeah. a cage room in Latvia. <laughs> yeah. And then go back and an access point inside there. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, if you have a boat, uh, and you, you, you have a lot of guns on the boat that that'll work too um also shout out to papa john who launched uh his own uh cryptocurrency exchange this week yeah pump and dump oh, yeah. max efficiency yeah and while well, he's whipping up them antibiotics oh. <laughs> uh link let me see let me see if i find it it's uh mccaffedx or something I don't know. Yeah. It, it looks a lot like McCafe. So. McCafe, yeah. Yeah, he's actually being sued by McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> An interesting lawsuit for sure. Um, so um, it's also funny to mention so, that within minutes of McAfee's uh, decentralized crypto exchange launching, it was DDoSed. Oh my god. Um, uh, one thing I want to say real quick, uh, somebody was talking McAfee in the decks. chat about using uh, using infrared lights to hide from cameras. Like mm -hmm. most of the higher quality cameras are able to filter that out. That's yeah, that's uh, so that was one of them. Hyperface was the other one that we were looking at as well. The uh, where it's like supposed to pick up all the faces. I think most yeah. uh, modern stuff like those methods don't work anymore. Well, it's also like a lot of the, a lot of the real, like if you wanted to go full out with, with something like that, you could actually do an infrared and a standard camera uh, and the infrared could give you depth data. So you wouldn't be able to just, you know, hold up a picture of a face. You'd actually have to 
have a face, but also oh. I would wonder if they, with if you have multiple cameras, right? Like you have different angles. So I'd be interested to see like, are they, are they using clusters of cameras or are they just, you know, using the facial recognition within the scope of a single camera? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say there's the uh, the thing about also like using uh, like masks and stuff on camera or like any sort of like masking techniques is like that immediately also makes you stand out from the crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As and like if you are using like a certain disguise or something when you go out in public, there's you know that disguise has a footprint which you'll have to recycle in different ways. Yeah. And if you're using the same sort of thing, like you're going to stand out from being an anomaly from that way. Uh, yeah. So there's yeah, a lot a of different of, stuff like that. A bunch of the um, reflective uh, infrared stuff was like there was like a fashion show that some designer I don't I can't remember who it was, but a lot of it was like geometric shaped things that you put on your head. That oh, you yeah. obviously like if somebody saw you in the street, they would be like, "Wow, like that's what the hell is really wrong with that weird. person?" Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah. Um, one of the more interesting um, techniques that I've seen for. Uh, thwarting recognition kind of in a laboratory setting is the adversarial genetics, right? So generating things that uh, match specific classifiers. But to do that, yeah. of course, you have to have the, like an, uh, an output from the algorithm itself. So you have to have like a percentage to optimize for. Um, but that is one of the more interesting approaches. There's been some really uh, cool research in that department. Well, also fun is that uh, you can look up videos of, uh, for example, at concerts, there's this thing where anytime there's a laser light show, you can uh, watch videos of people accidentally breaking their cameras uh, by trying to take uh, videos at, you know, concerts with lasers and stuff. This is burning uh, the CCD. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not saying that you should go out and you know do anything with that knowledge, but it's an interesting huh. interesting thing to uh, take into consideration. One of the coolest yeah. uh, like little clips that came out of the Hong Kong protests was watching uh, the protesters pull down the the camera trees. Yeah, that was really cool. Seeing one of the like sweetest lasers I've seen was at a, a DEFCON. A guy shot it from like um, I think around the palms or something, like off the strip, and shot it like back towards the strip at night. And this like white beam, white blue beam, just like hit the side of a fucking hotel. Like looked pretty dangerous. Yeah, for sure. There's actually uh, somewhere there was a hotel that was made, and it was like, but it had like a wavy exterior, and uh, they had to change it because it was in such a way that it was reflecting the sunlight down onto cars and like melting the tops of cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I recall that, yeah. Like, yeah, good certain stuff. times of the day as the sun would go over, it's like, yeah. I'm a magnifying glass now and I'm focusing all of the energy onto your car. Oh yeah, and it's funny, there's also like, uh, if you ever drive from Southern California out to Vegas, you'll see the giant, like uh, they have all these mirrors mm -hmm. that are focused on this one point uh, for like a, it's a solar power experiment or yeah, you know, solar um, power farm but birds fly through uh fly to it because it's so so bright 
and yeah. instantly get evaporated. Uh, they just instant like there's like tens of birds like I think like every day or some shit like that. Like literally just like passing through, flying through, and just get toasted. I've uh, I've driven past it in the desert. It looks really like it looked really sweet, but um I think uh, Ian Coldwater uh, flew over it and took a photo of it. Um, of one of the sites and it looks even cooler from the sky it looks like some super villain base awesome oh yeah for sure hell yeah um so we should uh wrap it up i'm getting kind of tired i know we got some things to do um does anybody have any last words before we get going uh shut the fuck up get a lawyer Shout out to MG, trusting in a criminal. Yeah, shouts always shouts out to MG, doing doing good things. <laughs> oh yeah. All right, well we'll be back next week. We'll see you all soon and good night.